0: Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. You're listening to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 a ticket and the ticket All
1: right, so we're done with the Orioles talk.
2: But we mm. might continue some we're, MLB talk. We're
1: done. Yeah, we're done with the Orioles talk, specific talk. But we'll we'll go in. There's actually some interesting um, – when we go back and look through the prospect list a from, Husker like, connection. years, yeah, there's a really interesting one. But oh, let's, I'm going to love this when we get to it. I, I know. I'm excited. So let's go in just briefly here. Nebraska baseball um, loses – or not loses. They beat Michigan State, almost lost, because they gave up a grand slam in the ninth inning but they are done for the year finish I believe weather. 23 and 30 overall um disappointing season and as before I go uh, before I go on preface this with don't forget that the transfer portal is also a thing in baseball yes so after a season like Nebraska had I don't want to say attrition but there may be um and unfortunately, there may be attrition from some pretty big names. Like that's just how it is in college baseball sometimes. Um, so sometimes we'll see.
2: when you have a bad season, some of the some of the guys who might be bigger names decide to go somewhere where they can make a make a bigger name for themselves. Yeah, or
1: have a better just better team season. It happens everywhere. So anyway, yeah. So here we go. Um, and, and that's not with any inside knowledge. Like I don't no. know Jack. Um, we don't know anything. Come on. Come on. So you'll some big names you'll get back. Max Anderson, you'll get Josh Ker- Karen, um, who is the catcher who will probably take over for Griffin Everett. Chris and mentioned that. Um well I'm just going through the list. Yeah. Chris, I mean, Chris mentioned that we're losing Griffin Griffin Everett. That's that's a pretty big one there. Um he he was kind of the consistent piece in this whole thing this year in a, in a time that there were not a lot of consistent pieces. Uh Shea Shanneman, I, I believe he could technically come back, but he had a pretty good year. Like Shea Shaneman was the pitcher that everybody felt the most confident in. And looking forward now next season, Nebraska's gonna have to find whether Kyle Perry decides to come back, but you also have to like put take into account with Kyle Perry. He's had two Tommy John issues. Mm-hmm. Like there there's been two straight years now where he's had to have the same surgery. And at some point you just wonder, do you just hang it up like, at some point? And we've met KP a couple of times Rico, like, and he doesn't seem like he's a competitor at heart. Oh no. And, and you see it right away. So it would not surprise me if he comes back. But then on the other end of that, like it wouldn't surprise me if he's just like, listen, I've had two straight Tommy John years. Like I, it's just not worth it anymore. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll wait to see on that one. um, Let's see, so, I mean, you get Leighton Banjoff, Jack Style back, Braxton Bragg, who's a guy out of the bullpen, I want to say he started a year, a game, uh, maybe a midday series, he, he's, he's going to be coming back, um, Bryce Matthews, Rico's best player, he's the best player on the planet, that's right, he'll be coming back, um, he'll just be a junior next year, you get Garrett Anglum back, who was kind of a, a bright spot in the outfield there mm-hmm. for Nebraska, Went on um, a hot
2: streak for a second there.
1: Yeah, the the highly touted recruit out of Canada, Core Jackson will return for the infield, made 30 some odd starts uh this year at second or what, you know, throughout the Short infield. Second. So there's that. Um and then you have some guys that y- you kind of wonder about. Like instantly the first one that comes to my mind is Drew Christo. Because Drew Christo was a guy that was getting MLB looks going into his college career ends up being able to sign with Nebraska because they shortened the draft to only five rounds or whatever. Didn't make the cut for the five rounds, and when he was given opportunities in midweek games, he couldn't. He had a tough time getting out of the first inning, and, and that was just kind of like the midweek games. We've talked about it kind of extensively on our show throughout the season. Was like the midweek games are the are the time that those younger guys have the opportunity to not only like assert themselves and prove to themselves that they belong on this Division One program but also fight for a spot whether it's out of out of in a relief situation or maybe in a in a year like this if Drew Cristo could have shined during midweek games maybe you see him pitch on a sunday you maybe seen you him see him on pitch weekends. on a saturday like and unfortunately it just didn't come to fruition for for the freshman out of Elkhorn. um but like like i mean chris said you lose Quite a bit of guys. Cody Frank um, will will no longer be there. You had attrition this year with Jackson Jelkin and Tyler Martin no longer being on the program and, and kind of being left in the in the dust middle of the season. So you have that. Um, so yes, there's there's things to be excited about. There's a good recruiting class coming in. However, um, you, you, like if you're Nebraska, and once again preface this with I don't think anybody's leaving. You just hope that you keep a core, like you keep. You hope that Max Anderson, Bryce Matthews, um, I, if if E. Fry decides to come back, you hope Leighton Banjoff and Jack Style and Braxton Bragg, like you don't lose any of those guys because Nebraska is going to be looking for arms in the portal. Mm-hmm. They they have had they've done that the last two years. You remember that two years ago with Chance Roach, um, coming from New Mexico State, I want to believe, and then Dawson McCarville who had had time at TCU. Um
0: I, I wanna say Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.
1: Maybe I'm off on that. Either way, uh, guys that have had experience at other colleges, they've had to bring them in and kind of plug them into that day two starter on the weekend. Nebraska's going to be in the same situation next year unless – they know something that we don't know about some young, young guys that just weren't quite ready this year. If well, they
2: can develop some of the guys on their roster, like you said, some of the more talented, some of the highly highly recruited, highly sought-after guys on their roster, if they can just figure out exactly what went wrong this season and, and, and hopefully turn that around next year, you've got a pretty nice stable of pitchers and a really nice stable of, of just position players on this team to do something. Do something a lot better than you did this year, next year. So, again, as as, as long as the coaches and, you know, somebody Dusty pointed out with two respected coaches like Bolton Childress, don't you think we're more likely to bring in good transfers and lose our better remaining players? I think those two would play a really big part in keeping the guys that you have and, and yes, bringing in some more, some more talented guys. But, really, I think it's going to come down to just getting the guys that you currently have on your roster to, to take that next step. To take those freshmen, those what is it? Jory says fifteen freshmen. Mm-hmm. To take that next step and and contribute at a higher level next year for this baseball team.
1: And and Og Les Lancaster makes an interesting point on the text line. Were were people confident in Shea or was he the only option they had to be confident in? I, I guess when I look at pitching, you can't just look at the record. And like you look at his record, and it's it's sub five hundred on the mound. He's got a four uh, a four run ERA and things like that. However, I I remember specifically a game where Shea went seven or eight innings and got zero runs and allowed one earned run. And and at that point, it's like that's not on the pitcher. That that is all on.
0: That's all the the
1: the bats, the bots, the bats. Mm -hmm. Like that that you ask your pitcher to go out and pitch to contact, make a couple guys swing and miss, and and just keep the ball in the ballpark. And that's what he does. Like that's what he did in that game specifically. Obviously, he had those those you know. Darker spots, but like that's what you ask your pitcher to do. And when you're there's nothing that Shea Shannon, like he he just walks off the mound and just shrugs his shoulders because he's doing his job. He needs his buddy, his his teammates to do their job. And so I, I OG less Lancaster like to your point, yeah, you're you're right. Maybe he was the only option that they had to be confident in. But there were a couple times that I remember where Shea would had a pretty good outing, and it just nothing was nothing clicking. Came out Yeah, well, and it was just like nothing worked in correlation with each other the whole season. It felt like this season was just one giant disconnect where one game they would be able to get the the little things down, but then it would just be they couldn't hit or something like that. Like, you guys get the gist of what I'm saying. So it's just... And and that's something that we didn't have to worry about two years ago when they made that giant run. It just felt like everything was clicking, and and they were doing all the little things correct while being able to put the bats on the balls, and they were able to weather the hits and and limit walks, and and they just it just felt like a giant disconnect this year, unfortunately. And so um, I, I think there's things to be excited about, especially with a guy like Will Bolt. Like Will Bolt is the guy for this job. Rob Childress, I think there was a lot of excitement with Rob Childress joining the staff, and rightfully so. But I wonder how much he he had in this whole season. Like I like you, still have Jeff Christie, and you still have Lance Harvell. And Harvell deals with mostly the the hitting side of things. Mm-hmm. But specifically talking about pitching, like I, I truly wonder how much Rob Childress was involved in the pitching. And and I I don't have an answer, unfortunately, and I'm not sure we'll ever get an answer. Um, but it it is what it is. And and so with I mean, to that point that um Dusty said with two respected coaches like Bolton Childress with those two coaches, I think there were a lot of high expectations going into this year because they added the coach of Rob Childress. Like um so I, I guess it's a it's a two sided coin and you can kind of look at it at both sides of that one. So um all right, four oh two, four six four, five six, eight, five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline starter him text line, both those um open for you guys all right so Gus says this hate to make comparisons to the football team but the baseball team didn't seem to have any identity it was small ball and defense last year this seemed like it was an unorganized mess I think a big part of that was just leadership like if you think back you had all those fifth year seniors of Joe Acker and Mojo and Jackson Hallmark and obviously Spencer Schwellenbach who is now in the Braves organization I think a big thing of it was just was just leadership guys that had been here, done that, and yeah, and
2: I'm not saying that you know the seniors here weren't you know been there, done that, but it it was just to a different level last year with those guys. So to lose them, to lose all of them at the same time, like you did, mm-hmm. really took a hit, really made a big dent in this team. And as you saw, you know, towards the end of the season, they started I, the wins still weren't stacking up, but it seemed as if they were finding something within themselves. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they just ran out of runway. Yeah, uh,
1: and and the whole Purdue rain thing, like you know, curse you Purdue and, you, and screw nature. you guys, and and we'll we'll just see you next spring, I guess. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take our final timeout. When we come back, we'll dive into. We don't have enough time, unfortunately, for the Stephen Wynn segment, so we'll push that to tomorrow after Taste Test Tuesday. We're doing it with the dark cherry. We're doing it or with the berry Dr dark Pepper dark whatever berry, Dr Pepper whatever. Yeah, it is. the nasty stuff. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, tomorrow in the first segment. Second segment will be Stephen Wynn, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. When we come back, we're going to look back at a couple years of the the top 100 baseball pro, uh, prospects from the years past. There's a couple interesting names on there that with a Nebraska connection, <laughs> and what's more interesting is the guys below him.
0: I'm excited.
1: So we'll talk about that, wrap up Monday's show, coming up next on The Ticket.